So this is episode two. Malcolm King and Joey Blaze, aka J Cat, aka in this bitch. Oh, yeah. So to get back onto you know a good conversation, can you name five wrestlers that you have been influenced by that made you a wrestler? I'll do mine exactly you. Wrestler, um, would have to say, you know, growing up younger, you know, I watched guys like, I would have to say guys like Benoit, Chris Benoit, um, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio, of course, you know, I'm, I'm a smaller wrestler, so, you know, he always had a, an impact on me as far as, you know, wanting to do this, you know, as far as being a shorter wrestler. Um, so, yeah, Eddie Benoit, um, <clears throat> number one is Big Van Vader Ron Simmons Mr. Perfect Rick Root now I was a fan always been a fan of Eddie Guerrero there's no question about it but I always picture myself being a big man like, I always knew I was going to be a big motherfucker in the wrestling business. I knew that I was going to be the brick house motherfucker. You know? And, you know, I mean, like, I just, like, adapted to their styles and made my own. Like, you know, like, there ain't nobody in this business that is like me. And I can say that with confidence. No one can say it about themselves without thinking about it. See, I don't have to think. You know? I mean, but these guys were the big influence on all of our lives because of the fact they entertained us. It was entertaining to watch Van Vader in WCW when he came out, Russell Sting, and he just kept... uh, Splashing them and splashing them, and everyone was like, "He's gonna kill him! He's gonna kill him!" Right? You know, that was like that was, you know, that was the thing. I mean, I do, I do have to say, Sid Vicious was one of my favorites, but that was because his choke slam was badass in the powerball. But that was it. Other than that, nothing. Oh, and out here, the world belongs to Sid. You know, but other than that, like, I mean, nothing. But. Now, I mean, personally, like, I can say when Ron Simmons won the world uh, title from Vader in WCW, they told a story. All them french fries just fell on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So, by the way, they're his, not mine. Um, But, like, everything about that match told a story. And, like, if you watch the match, like, you watch it really good. At the end, when Van Vader 
takes the power slam. Boom. One, two, three. Pay attention to the to the little black kid in the crowd. He was going crazy. Like that told a story. That little kid believed in Ron Simmons. That's what that's what storytelling is all about. You know? And again, we need to bring that back. You know, I mean, I love wrestling. There ain't nothing from 2000, I'll say 2009 and back that I have not watched. You know, I mean, like Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, they, Rick Rude was always the man. Like, you know, like, he always talked about how his abs were built out of steel and stuff like that. You know, he was the man, you know. He had the body. He was the man. He could wrestle and had a body. Like, no one understood, like, exactly why this man was beating everybody. Because he was a pervert. I mean, I mean, what he did to Jake Roberts' wife, you know, like... You know, he was a striptease guy, you know, at that point in time. Like, he was always trying to get the ladies to touch his abs. He was the sexiest man alive. You know, but, like, what I'm, like whenever he had his matches, you'll notice the guys, like, uh, they'll, they'll try to hit him in the abs or whatever. And it won't work right away, but, like, they'll... I don't even know how to explain that. But, like, honestly, like, Rick Rude was, like, the best. Like, he was awesome. Uh Like, Mr. Perfect, there's no question. Oh, yeah. There's no question at all. Now, if Mr. Perfect was in the car and them fries would have fell down, he would have caught them. Yeah, he probably would have caught them and ate all of them. Yeah, right? Before they fell. I mean, I love professional wrestling. I just, I really wish people would take their craft serious. You know, you got guys out here doing like 20 fucking 30 moves over and over. So if your finisher is the DDT, how many times are you going to do it in a match? Well, it should be once if it's the finisher. Right, because it's the end. Right? Yeah. You watch wrestling now, you see everyone doing, oh, boom, 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 boom. The Young Bucks, the Super Kick. The Super Kick was known as the motherfucking knock you out. You going to sleep. Yeah. Now it's known as, what the fuck? If I can get over, I might as well just kick someone in the face. Yeah, I think it's the easy way out. Since everyone's doing it, you know, it's not going to get over. You know, I think we need to stop following trends so much and try to be ourselves, but have our own character and have something that's different. Now, nothing against the Young Bucks, oh, yeah. but, like, I mean, they per- personally, they're not my c- cup of tea. And, I mean, can they wrestle? They should be. You know, they should be. they good, they good guys. They, they're on the top of the market. Everyone likes them. So, I mean, they should be good wrestlers. I mean, but, like, what I've seen is that they always doing super kicks. I've never seen them wrestle. And that's just me because I'm, I'm not their fan. I wish they were more like, you know, 
the Rock and Roll Express where, you know, you know, selling, you know, they can tell that story, you know. And yeah, they still had, you know, that character, but, you know, they were also, you could take them seriously enough, you know. I don't care how old you are, you're going to yell Rock and Roll by the end of the night when the Rock and Roll Express is there. I don't care, because guess what? Rock and Roll Express was the greatest tag team of all time. Anyone disagrees, prove me wrong. You got the Midnight Express. You got the Heavenly Bodies. Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. That was another one of my favorites. Like, he was good. He was really good. Like, you know, rest in peace. I mean, I love watching WCW, Smoky Mountain, but a lot of people don't give Smoky Mountain a lot of credit that it deserves. Well, yeah. You know, like they should have. I heard some guy was going to bring it back. Oh, nice. So, um, what was your. What was your reaction to uh, Drew McIntyre winning the championship? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has that look, you know, he has, you know, the looks, obviously. But, uh, I don't know, I think he's missing something, you know. He seems too, uh, too maybe generic in my opinion, you know. Um, whether or not that's, you know... Scripts that are written for them, you know. I think a lot of times, you know, it's hard to it's hard to take somebody seriously and believe in somebody when you know it's in fact not their own words. Um, um, I think he does have some talent. I think he's in good shape. I think you know. I think it's a bummer that you know there wasn't no crowd. You know, there's nothing to feed off of that night. So you know, it's, that's a that's a tough thing. But I think they're. I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest moment that I remember, you know, as far as, you know, that big moment as far as somebody winning the championship was, like you said, Kofi Kingston. Because, you know, I felt like they built that up pretty nicely, and it was a big moment. I don't know what your take is on it, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Drew McIntyre. I mean, him winning the title... I think it was bullshit because the simple fact there was no crowd. How can you really celebrate and get over to the fans if they weren't there? Like, even if, you know, like, this is like your moment. You knew that Vince McMahon told you personally that you're going to be the next big thing. You remember, you remember he told him he was the chosen one. You know, like he was serious about it. I, I just think, you know, what the pandemic happened and it shitted on it. Just like Keith Lee's, just like um, Apollo Crews winning the uh, U.S. title, which I heard that they're changing that U.S. title into another title, which uh, yeah, actually is, it looks nice. But um, also, I mean, Kofi Kingston winning the title, it was built up uh-huh. because it was true. You know, yeah. like he had to work for everything he got. Mm-hmm. He had to beat Vince McMahon up get his respect. 
you know, so, I mean, personally, I just love to see better storylines. Oh, absolutely. That's not even just WWE, <laughs> I, it's in general, like, it doesn't matter who's, whose company it is, it needs to have better storylines. Like, I was watching a video of an independent wrestling company that put on a show or whatever. Now, they might have the cameras and the glitter or whatever, right? But they don't have the flash. They will never have the flash because they're not credible for what they need to do as a wrestler or a company. When, when you put out manure and you keep selling the manure, all you're going to do is get manure in the, end, yeah. in the end. So when you put manure out, you're bringing back the smell when you put the smell out. Oh, yeah. You the know? Smell, the smell's going to stand. Yeah. So what you need to do is, like, all right, you're bringing out, you're putting out something. Your product has to be what you want to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can say that your product is great and it is shit, uh-huh. then you just need to stay the fuck out of the ring because you're part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue is, you know, if your product's not good, there's so many other channels, you know, people can go to, you know. It's not like you're the only TV show available nowadays, you know. Especially with people with internet, you know. You got all the all those different services out there where, you know, you don't like something, click, all you have to do is change the channel, you know, and we had to find a way, you know, where we can have fans and have them stuck to the TV and not go, man, not, not for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, if I can, if I can put my phone down and watch something without even touching my phone, uh-huh. that's something to watch. Yeah. Because you, you took my attention away from my phone. It's like putting a dime in front of a hillbilly. Uh-huh. He's gonna always figure a way to pick that dime up. Just how creative is it gonna be? I mean, I don't know. You tell me some what match that you watched. And it was like, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> tough one. Um, I mean, I think one of the simplest psychology matches I've seen that got over so well was uh, Ole Anderson versus Ricky Morton. Um, I forget the date of it, but it was such a great match, but so simple. Uh, the way Ricky Morton, you know, sells all over the ring, you know, fighting back the whole time. Himself, you know, still in the match, but at the same time, you know, he didn't know who was going to win. You know, the way those guys used to work, it was so simple, but the crowd was always into it. I would say, you know, a match like that, um, we're talking like more maybe like early 2000s, you know. Um, Undertaker versus Maven when The Rock interfered and Maven won the heavyweight, uh, hardcore championship. Yeah, so that was like the big, like the crowd popped, uh-huh. and it was great. I mean, we need more moments like that uh-huh. than moments like uh, 
became a bad moment. Um, I mean, maybe a bad moment would be like, I mean, I don't think it was a good setup as far as Triple H and Booker T at uh, WrestleMania. Sucks so bad. I don't remember. It was Triple H and Booker T. And, you know they were building it up, but then Triple H kind of just beat Booker T, and it was like shit on. Them. Yeah, it was. There was nothing. It was kind of just like you build the yeah. story up to where Booker T was should have won. Yeah, I think it would have been that big moment for possibly Booker T to have won the title. But I mean, you know, honestly, you know, honestly, like moments are something you build into. And when you build it and you have it, you don't shit it. You pull it in. It's, you know, it's always like a bridge. You don't know which way it's going to go until you get to the end. Yeah, I mean, I think a wrestling thing should be like almost like a roller coaster. You have your ups and your downs. You know, you want people to be, you know, surprised, but at the same time, you know, entertained. How do we keep that? How do we keep the ride going without, you know, stopping? You know, they all say the same thing about wrestling. They all say, oh, it's bullshit. It's not. Why can't you watch that? Well, how can you watch soap operas? How can you watch reality TV? So don't ever ask me, how can I watch something? Let me tell you something. Wrestling is probably the most honest thing there is on television. You know, because you know it's bullshit. Because you got people who are bullshitters. But it is the most honest because, like, how can you not believe in something that you know it's not what you want it to be. But, you know, actually, that didn't make sense. I don't think it did. But, uh, <laughs> it's just go like this. Wrestling is the most honest thing there is because you know what you're getting into before and after. So, when you start to believe, that's the moment where you are like, man. Yeah, I think that's the moment, you know, where you succeed. You know, when you get people to when you get people to not question whether it's fake or not, you know, they, they're not worried about is it real, is it fake, they're in the moment, you know, it's like a great movie, you know, if you're watching a horror movie, you don't say, wow, that was, that was great, but it was not really real, you know, that was a scary movie, that was a great movie, you know, you know. it's about getting, it's about getting people to buy into something that they know probably from the beginning that's fake. Like in like a movie, you know, they know it's not real, probably, but if it's a great movie, then they get them to believe in that story. You go to a movie theater, the only real thing is the title. Because once you get there, they fuck you with the food, they fuck you with the seating, they fuck you with the air conditioning, and they make sure that you are entertained by their wording. This is a great movie. Build the story up. Come down with a little bit of mellow and then build it right back up and then BAM! Yeah. Well, I gotta say, 
next big thing to happen. I hope NWA doesn't shut down. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've heard talks about it, but you know, hopefully it doesn't. You know, hopefully it survives this epidemic or pandemic, whatever that you want to call it. You know, hopefully it survives that. But you know, we'll see. I'll definitely, uh, you know, support them as far as you know a company that I think so far has gone the right path as far as you know, kind of what I think wrestling should be as far as at least my taste. So, it, we'll see. It is entertaining. And there's nothing on that. Like, even that uh, Valentine girl on there. I forget what her first name is. That, you know, it, it's entertaining. You know, like, the they've made it believable. So, why not watch it? Yeah, exactly. The best thing on there is the question mark. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> But you guys have a great day. This is Malcolm King, and this is J-Cat. Oh, yeah. Peace out, everybody. All right.